Welcome to the Ernie Chan Show. Hi, morning, morning, morning. Going live, yeah? Good afternoon, sorry. Uh, afternoon. <laughs> live on Facebook, huh? Okay, it's on live now. All right. Let's wait for people to come on to the show live. Ladies and gentlemen, if you just come online, this is the Ernie Chan Show every single Thursday, as you're well aware. Before MCO is the Ernie Chan Show live, and after the MCO, it'll be Ernie Chan Show live, and during the MCO, it's still the Ernie Chan Show. And of course, as usual, you know the Ernie Chan Show, what we do. We bring on the movers and the shakers of the industry who ensure that amazing ideas, amazing stories are shared so that it can help you as entrepreneurs, investors, and whatever, wherever you come from, so they can able learn from our special guests over here. So let's wait for more people to come onto the show before I bring on and introduce to you this amazing lawyer, we call him the legal eagle, eagle legal, you know. So we shall find out a little bit more as to who he is and why is he on the Ernie Chan show today. So let's uh, share it out, ladies and gentlemen. If you just come onto the show, please do share, tag, and let the whole world know that the Ernie Chan show live on Thursday, 12.30 is going live right now. So if you just come onto the show, please do share, tag, and let your entrepreneur business friends Whoever is having a big, difficult challenge with regards to their salaries on their staff, uh, rental with their landlords, if they are having some issues on how to go about with the legalities of things, you got to be coming on to show today because we got someone who can be answering your questions to let you know how you can go about it, how you can resolve your issues, and what are some of the things that you can be doing to help you get out of this current situation during MCO and also post-MCO. So we do not want to be speaking so much about the problems that MCO brought about. We do not want to be focusing so much about the pain. What we want to focus on is very much on the solutions as to what you can do during this MCO because we have just started the third phase of the MCO and we do not know how long more this MCO is going to be. Good news is yesterday was the lowest case ever since the beginning of every single thing on MCO. We had 85 cases yesterday and our Director General of Ministry of Health was also recognized as one of the top three Director Generals who's handling this uh, COVID-19 in a very good manner. So if you just join us over here, ladies and gentlemen, today on the Ernie Chan Show, please do tag and share all your business friends, entrepreneurs, associations, let as many people know as much as you can because I've got an amazing, fantastic guest, a very, very good bro and friend of mine, Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to now share, tag, and let more people come onto the show. And guess what? Today, we have a lawyer, extraordinaire, an entrepreneur, someone who is very passionate to help the SMEs and also organizations. He is not your everyday regular kind of lawyer because if you look at the wall behind his living hall, you will see that this is not your typical boring kind of lawyer because he just told me, why is his house so creative? And why is his ceiling and the wall so interesting? It's because he is wanting his walls to speak to him and talk to him. So ladies and gentlemen, he is not alone at home. 
He is the lawyer extraordinaire, and I call him the probably, the possibly, the most creative and most interesting lawyer in the whole of Malaysia, if not Asia. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the managing partner, founder of Church Associates, Mr. Chris Tan. Chris Tan, thank you very much for coming onto the show. And of course, today, we do not want to be speaking so much about the pain and the problems of the MCO, but what we want to do is we want to get your wisdom and some of your ideas as with some of my followers and also my SME entrepreneurs, the business owners who are in pain, some of the employees who are in pain, what can they be doing to overcome this current situation and also post-MCO? Before we get there, let us get to know you a little bit better. I've got three questions for you, Chris. And yep. uh, you cannot say, no, those are not my choices. And you also cannot say, ah, both lah. You have to choose one of the two. And are you ready? Yes. Very good. So number one, nasi lemak or chicken rice? Stuck at home. Nasi lemak. So he's definitely a true Malaysian. Second, I had this morning, by the way. Oh, you had nasi lemak this morning? Yes. You bought it or you made it yourself? Uh, I sneak out and bought it. I sneak out and bought Tak duduk diam-diam di rumah. Number two. <laughs> Second question. Business or holiday? Business, anytime. Business, anytime. He enjoys business, anytime. So holiday stresses him out. So don't ask him for a holiday. Ask him for a free consulting session as a lawyer that you need help from him because he loves to help. And number three. Friends or family? Family. Family, wow, without hesitation. So why the friends are not important? I'm not so important to you. No, I'm treating friends like family. Oh, I see. You see how he twists it around? It'll be a waste if he doesn't go to the court of law, right? So that's why we're having Chris Tan here today. Now, why I invited Chris over here last week, or I think it was beginning of this week. I told Chris a lot of my entrepreneur friends, a lot of my uh, followers, and also my students are having a lot of difficulty and challenges doing their business. Not so much from a financial perspective only, but very much so from the, the landlords and also tenants who are not willing to pay or not willing to negotiate and kind of, kind of disappeared. And also landlords who are not even willing to budge at all on the discount that the government has encouraged them to do. So what is the first advice you have for the landlords and then after that, the tenants? What is the current situation where, is there anything that, the tenants who has been renting the, uh, the facilities or the buildings, uh, the offices from the landlords, is there anything they can do or is it an ultimate decision lies on the landlord on whether you can actually get a discount or waiver or whatever not? Okay, I think, I think the answer is very simple. I want to direct straight to this. I think we only have 30 minutes. I think straight away it's like this. Um, if you look at the agreement, fine, very simple. Uh, if you don't pay, you got it. You go to the court, you will lose. Uh, but then the court will also be have something something like this that uh, even even if you go to enforce your tenancy agreement, it's not easy to enforce tenancy agreement. It's very hard to get someone out of your premises. So that is important for you to know. And one more thing is that the court is closed now, at least until 28. We don't know whether it will close further. So guess what? Uh, if really, if it's open, it will just end up a beeline waiting to go to the court. So you are not the only one, you are definitely not alone and social distancing also means state distancing, which means that you will get delayed in enforcing this. So my advice to landlord is please resort to self-help, some other common sense to help you in this way. Now, as for my advice to landlord, it's very simple. Landlord, we all know, the whole Malaysia know about this. Okay, your tenant know, okay? All right, just in case the tenant don't know, tenant listen up, you should know this. 
right? You have six month moratorium. We all know that, all right? So your six months moratorium meaning to say that we can actually tell the landlord that, hey, you know what? You don't have to be paying for the next six months. Can they actually come back and tell us, no, we still have to pay the interest. You have to actually pay us. No, no, no. I'm saying that that should be the, the way to negotiate. All right. But I'm not saying that it is the way to say I need 100% waiver. You know what the landlord will tell you? Yes. Six month moratorium doesn't mean that I don't have to pay. It's just extra six months. Correct. That could be one. Number two is that uh, I still pay, need to pay maintenance charges, sinking fund, you know, and then my every year assessment, quick rent, and I still need to pay. Yes, moratorium, I don't need to pay the monthly installment, but the interest is still accrued. Yes, many banks say there is no uh, uh, compounding interest, but as far as I'm concerned, I still need to pay interest. Okay, so, so I'm saying to you is that I'm trying to equip the landlord to say that, yes, you know your tenant is going to tell you this, right? And you're going to tell them that you have other costs to pay as well. So I think this is a situation, I think, at least uh, we know that we have a common speaking point here that the landlord must prepare to adjust themselves. I think very simple. If you're a landlord, I think Ernie, you're also a landlord. I'm just saying to you one of the very quick question. Uh, I think everyone should know this. I said, is it easier to get rid of a tenant and get a new tenant or maintain the existing tenant? Right? So the, so the answer is maintain the existing tenant because even you get a new tenant, you need to pay the agent a month of uh, uh, renter to pay them commission and they might might even uh, not come in on time, you know, and whatnot. It could be one year, it could be two years, doesn't matter. But your current one, for them to shift is very hard. Now, one of the reasons your tenant cannot move out is because of MCO. I put it very simple, right? Even if they want to move out, they cannot move out, right? Because I cannot move, I cannot hire my lorry, I cannot move my thing, correct? <laughs> and between colored zone to colored zone. So I'm saying to you that if you're a landlord, my advice to you is very simple, don't rush to the court. Right, don't read your tenancy agreement. Don't, don't need to say you show me one. I'm just putting it to you very simple, right? But I'm saying that use your common sense. Okay, what is your cost in terms of securing new tenant and or keeping the new one, existing one? And number one is that you need to be rational in this moment and see how to make best of it. I'm saying to landlord to say, yes, you need to adjust. Okay, what I'm trying to say, do you know how to compensate the six months? I tell you what, you need to compensate the six months very simple. Tenancy could be prolonged for another six months. Which means that originally, I mean, uh, one year now is six months gone, so it becomes six months left, right? So you extend another six months also, lah. All right? Since that, they're going to think. And then uh, work out a payment for you that, that actually help you to pay off your, um, pay off your uh, uh, interest accrued, remember uh, that part? Uh, pay off your uh, service charge maintenance and whatnot and, what, and, and those things. So even if you are a tenant, right? Now, now to twist it around to the tenant, let's, let's address the tenant. So the tenant, again, use this as a tool to talk to them. Basically, what it means is that a few, uh, I mean, 10%, 20% of discount probably is not good enough, probably, right? But you can offer and say that, you know, I'm not running away this six months, I'm still paying you, but I need a prolonged tenancy, for example. And, and because I can effectively use it, then therefore I can use it later. Uh, use MCO as a, as, a, as a tool, right, to bargain. Uh, by the way, the problem with MCO as a tool is that we don't know whether 28 is going to extend or not. All right, okay. and, and my also advice to tenant and landlord in this, when you use the word MCO, be very careful. You know why? Because don't say that, oh, renters shall resume after the end of MCO. My, my, you don't know what happened? It could be MCO version two is a MCO light version, which means it's not, uh, you see, it's called movement control order, right? Later, it could be limited movement control order. 
Ah. Ah, then it could be very limited movement control order. I want to tell everyone is that if let's say 28 is the last day of the MCO, don't expect 29 to be a big party. We're not going now to the nightclub and drink ourselves off and then everyone start crowding back and everything back as normal as usual. The answer is no, it's going to be slowly and surely. And in fact, if the government is responsible, they won't allow everything to open straight away. They should do sector by sector, state by state, stage by stage. So I'm saying to you is that if you use the word, let's resume after MCO, then my problem is that, is that a lift of MCO? I don't know. Because you I can still not operate your business. I, and think that's a, I think that's a very good point huh? because you just highlighted that because it's no longer just the word MCO when you use the word in contracts agreement because it can actually still be restricted. Unlike what Donald Trump is saying that, you know, we're going to have a big party, a big bang on 1st of May. But you are saying that after MCO, it could be MCO or whatever not, right? Right, limited, limited MCO, yes. A light yeah. version. Which is what happened in Shanghai now. The other day, I, I did a sharing. I think you, you, you joined yep. as well. And I'm saying that even in Shanghai, after the, the, the lockdown and everything, they can start to operate their FMB, they start off their office and everything, but it is very limited. It's about 60% back. And or in FMB, they're limited 50% and below. If 20 tables, 10 tables. So I'm saying to you, if you're the tenant of the FMB outlet, 20 table can operate 10 table. So does it mean that I need to pay full rent also? I mean, in a way, all right? So I'm advising a lot of tenant and, 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 and landlord, uh, those people who call me or whatever, I'm saying this very simple. Don't say after the MCO. Because why don't you put a date? Say 29, say 1st May, whatever. You know why? Because let's say if really it, it gone beyond that, the fact that I can talk to you one time, I can talk to you second time, I can talk to you third time. Trust me, today we have all the time in the world. So we can talk to you four or five times also, doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, but we have to look at, because circumstances is changing, we don't know. All right, okay. good. But ladies and gentlemen, we have about, Chris, we have about 112 people watching together now because you are the hot stuff over here. Ladies and gentlemen, if you just join us on the Ernie Chan Show every Thursday live at 12.30, Today, I've got an amazing lawyer and beyond that, an entrepreneur extraordinaire who's able to tell you a cause, all kinds of wisdom. And of course, I have my good friend, Chris Tan over here from Church Associates. You have any questions you want to ask over here, please do ask and then I'll be asking Chris over here. So do not waste time, share, tag and let as many people know that Chris Tan is here in the house on the Ernie Chan Show and we'll be able to grill his brains a little bit and squeeze it as much as we can. Now, moving on to the... Uh, the property, you know, because you're talking about landlords and a lot of people have a lot of different opinions. Obviously, we all always know that crisis creates great opportunities and we already know that the property market has been on the downside of things for a very long time. It's not hot. Whoever is saying that uh, it's a great time to buy, yes, it is. And also at the same time, it is actually making the developers feel a little bit better that it's a great time to buy. But the reality, in your opinion, in the most honest and I would say, letting the investors know when is really the best time to buy, best time to go into the market for a property which is a much longer term. This year, next year, or ever? Best time is always now. I've always said that it's, it's a very honest opinion. It's not that I want to help anyone for that matter. I use the word now is because you should start working on it. Doesn't mean that I say now means that you go out to to, to your fast food chain and just order your value meal and then you get it home. No, property buying process is not like that. Property buying process needs time, correct? 
Right now, even if you decide to buy, it could be three months later. And best, best thing is that in between, you can still regret, pay the penalty if you want to or whatever, as long as you can bear the consequence, right? And, and even if you're buying from developer, buying from that matter, that there's also plenty of chance for you to keep. So I'm saying this, I use the word now, right now, is to say to you is that uh, this, this whatever, whatever we are having right now, uh, MCO, the COVID-19, whatever that is, uh, and also the property cycle, uh, and, and also the recession, you know, whatever, we're talking about negative growth now, you know, going back by three years, 6%, 10%, whatever, right? I'm highlighting to you is this, it has accelerated the time to buy. It Wait. used to be... Hello? When you yeah. say accelerated, what do you mean? Can you elaborate a little bit more? Correct. Sorry, people say, I mean, anyone investor will know that buy low, sell high. Everyone should know this, right? It's like one plus one equal to two. Buy low, sell high. So my question is that, how do we know when it's low? How do you know when it's high, correct? So I'm saying to you, it's naturally low uh, when everything is in the worst shape of problem, therefore it's low, right? Low, right? So I'm saying to you, currently we're having a triple whammy right now. Okay, right now we have triple whammy. Number one, economic cycle, 10-year cycle. Remember that? So you ask me, we are about 10-year cycle. In fact, we have extended that cycle for a little bit before the crisis, correct? 2008, so this is 2020, 12 years later, correct? Number two, all right, economic recession. This has been predicted throughout the world for the many, many years and it's still not happening, at least for two, three years already, all right? And now, because of this COVID-19 pandemic, you know what happened? You don't want to happen, also have to happen already. Okay, so when you don't want to happen, and you have to happen, all right? And if right now, if you think that the economic superpower is still the United States, looking at them, all right, Trust me, this will be the greater depression, if not the great depression, all right? So I'm saying to you is that if this is the greater impression and then and yet they have don't have a very stable government, you know why? Because this year, the only thing that's happening is American US presidential election, all right? And guess what? And if this is happening, the rest of the world is not happening, you know, no Olympic, no F1, no nothing, all right? So I'm saying to you is that no Euro, no Copa de America, nothing. So when we run, we only look at this presidential election. That to me is that I'm not sure what they will elect. All right, knowing knowing that I mean, I mean I'm hoping for Trump to continue lah, for personal reason, for entertainment reason, whatever that is. But I'm just saying to you is that I think moving forward we have to look at the time is now. Uh, I'm saying to you is that if you are an investor, you're buying property. When I say investment now is very simple. If you say this thing, a lot of people say property is a long time game. It's a long term game. Yes or not? Can I say something to you? Guess what? It's longer now. Right? Because the longer, do you mean that the returns of investment is going to take a longer period or is actually a better investment because it provides you a better return for the longer term? I think it's very simple. I think it is, uh, uh, property is like a hedge, like it or not. All right? Uh, I think uh, we are very curious about, you know, when, when we say we have 250 million special budget stimulus package, remember? 250 yep. billion, and then suddenly got another 10 billion. So yep. 260 now, correct? Uh, so every year our budget is 300 billion. And then that one I need to argue in the parliament still don't know whether can clear or not to clear, right? In two, two months time. And yet we have a 18 of May, suppose there have a parliament sitting. We don't know what's going to happen to that. But I'm saying to you, that's a lot of money. So we right? are also not having a very stable government. It's not just the Americans are having a not very stable government. What is your take on that? Do you foresee that we are going to be having a new government 
or are you foreseeing that we're going to have a unity government to strengthen the current government? What is your opinion on that? I think my opinion is that uh, 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 we are definitely having a very big government at the moment. It's just that right now everyone is limited. Uh, therefore, none, you know, we cannot go and do our, our Brise 3.0, 4.0, 5.0, whatever, lah, right, uh, on the stage to say that this is not wrong. Because if, we, if you imagine that if this is really the, the great old normal, I'm sure currently we already have uh, Brise 20.0 already, right, at this moment. But I'm saying to you is that uh, uh, obviously we have some question on the legitimacy of the government at the moment. But I am very proud of our civil servant. There's one thing that I want to highlight to everyone else is that, you know, our Dato Sri Nonghisham, right? From yeah. nobody know him, though everyone know him. And he's been elected by a China TV station as the top three doctor for COVID-19. So I'm very proud that we have one Malaysian there. I think this is the only Asian there. All right. The rest of them are some Angmo somewhere. Lah. All right. Anthony Fauci, including. All right. So I'm saying to you is that the fact that we have a very strong civil servant is something we need to be proud of because we always have prejudice against our civil servant. We always thought that they are the BN supporter or the old Barisan supporter all the time. But I'm saying to him today, they are also confused. They got BN, PH, then suddenly got PH, then got PN. You know, we also don't know what happened. But my highlighting to you is that I think one thing that the, probably the British colonial system have left behind very good for us, just like India and every other place, is the civil servant. And this is the time we have to thank them. And because of them, they're keeping the stability. All right. I don't know who my PM going to be. Right. But I'm very sure who's my DG for Ministry of Health is going to be for at least until 28th of April. I don't know what happened after that. Lah. Right. And the best thing is that he takes a bit more sense than asking you to have warm water. You know, which I'm having warm water, by the way, uh, of course, right? But I'm highlighting to you, but I'm highlighting to you, it's important that, you know, uh, we must be very thankful of our civil servant. And I'm saying to you is that uh, it is our civils that are keeping everything running at the moment. But then if you talk about political stability that have impact on investment, yes, right? And if you go back to your purpose, uh, when is the low time? I said the, the time is now. I'm not asking you to buy straight away. I'm asking you to start your work, start your motion going. Right, I can tell you, uh, different place got different timing. I don't like to use this thing called, this is the best time to buy, sorry. I always say now, is because this is the best time to go and do your homework, check it out and whatnot, and you need to hold longer. You need to hold longer, if I answer your question directly, is because the recovery time is gonna be long. Okay. It's so, gonna be long. Okay, good. So the recovery time is gonna be long, so meaning to say that you better have your bullets to sustain and maintain, because it's actually quite good. Why? Because a lot of people are going to be reducing their ability and also desire to buy, which means to say that developers are going to be developing lesser. So are you expecting the rental market to be going up? If it is, means to say it's actually a good time to buy to then collect higher rent. Is that what you are saying? I'm saying to you is that, uh, let's put it this way, I think uh, uh, rental going up and whatever, uh, I think there's movement towards renting rather than owning because of the flexibility given to you. That's number one. Uh, number two is that we cannot afford. That's also another reason why we cannot own, right? But I'm just saying to you is that start to think out of the box. This is the best time to think out of the box because I always say to everyone else, I said, you know, uh, difficult time, challenging time, unusual time require business unusual, not business as usual, right? So business unusual, what does it mean is that, you know, instead of looking for uh, uh, outright buying work out, you know, certain arrangement with the uh, distressed seller, Right? Because they just don't want to go into bankruptcy. They just don't want to go blacklisted by CTOS, by whatever, and therefore affect their credibility and cash flow at the moment. 
So go and look for these people that you can help them to still pay the bank loan and still negotiate to the bank and whatnot. And only later you buy a certain option price. So I'm saying to you is that at this moment in time, we need to be very creative, right? Trust me, one thing that I want to highlight to everyone who's tuning in at this moment, all right? Never been in the history we like so much to communicate, especially the first, uh, last 20 years. All right, we like to WhatsApp, blah, blah. now today, what you need to do is pick up a phone, but that is not enough today because I need to see your face, Ernie. <laughs> Correct, if I'm not seeing your face, all right, I'm not happy. So that's why the only thing we can talk now is, is to do this. So social distancing gets us closer. So I want you to be able to talk and everyone is more honest. That's what we learned from Shanghai. After open, Shanghai people used to be very, very LCLY. I mean, in a Malaysian term. Lah. You know why? Because they are the most affluent in China, right? Even more affluent than Beijing, correct? And they are also the most affluent among the, the, the world right now because they are the top city in the world, correct? So if you ask me, it's just like, uh, you know, talking to a New York businessman, millionaire from Manhattan, they're all definitely cocky a bit, lah, right? But at this moment, they are not. They're willing to talk. They're willing to be very honest with you and see how we can help each other, right? And I've never before, I've said many forums, I've never before we learned so much from boss school. I help you. You help me. Yeah. Uh, but then we have to open up our card. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you're watching the Ernie Chan Show live every week, Thursday, brought to you by the Ernie Chan team. And of course, today we have none other than the extraordinary lawyer and entrepreneur, Mr. Chris Tan. If you just join us, please do share, tag, and let as many people come over here and ask questions so that we can also squeeze whatever brain juice we can from Chris Tan. Now, talking about the business environment, right? Because on property, we cross over the business and a lot of business owners are really stuck right now. Stuck to the point where I'm sure you're receiving a lot of phone calls. I'm receiving a lot of phone calls, text messaging, people wanting to see my face. And sometimes people are becoming very honest like you just mentioned. They literally will open up and tell me that, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, a lot of them were still very arrogant and very, I wouldn't say arrogant in the sense that it's more difficult to communicate to top business or wanting to do something. All of a sudden, Everyone seems to be more friendly in wanting to discuss on how we can actually do more things together. And people are very friendly to share with me, hey bro, you know of anyone who wants to buy some properties that I have, you know, I cannot swallow now anymore. So what are some of the strategies or things that they can do to immediately increase their cash flow or to be able to help them reduce the debt or the burden that is on them right now? What would you suggest? Okay, I think uh, in every business, cash flow is very important. Liquidity is very important. What happened right now is that over the last few years, we probably have asset that is not very liquid, right? So number one is that uh, internally, you have to improve your liquidity, whatever that is, right? Banker is your best friend, okay? And then the next thing is that your liquidity could also be any of your supplier. They are also the potential people who give you liquidity, right? Talk to them. And by the way, it's always talking. To me, it's talking. And of, of course, before you talk, you must know what you have. What can you offer in return? So you must know yourself first. I mean, in Chinese, there's a word called which means that you know yourself first, then you know your opponent, and then you'll win every battle. Correct? So I'm saying to you, it's very simple. Uh, this is the best time during MCO time to know yourself. Know exactly what can you offer, what you have, and what can you use it to talk to people. All right, and one of the very controversial strategy that I want to talk to everyone right now is this. Forget about trade secret. There's no more trade secret. If I'm KFC, Kerner Center now, I'm going to review my recipe to the world. 
You want to make the KFC? Yes, fine. This is how you're going to make the best fried chicken in the world. You know why? Because talk to your enemy. Your enemy has never been ever... Trust me, huh? do you know that all your enemy, most of the time, they are your admirer? Of course. They know exactly what you do, right? <laughs> they know why you do it, right? They are just not as good as you, perhaps, somehow, right? Or they are just not you. Let's put it this way. They are, they are better than you, probably, on some other thing, but they are not you, okay? So I'm saying to you is that I think one of the strategies externally that uh, 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 a business person must think about is really talk to your... Um, talk to your uh, competitor and see how you can consolidate your uh, resources. For example, uh, we say education line. You're very good in something. Some other people are very good in something and both of you are struggling, correct? So when you combine together, at least you're trying to help each other, right? And at least uh, that will keep both of you go on the same time. It could be short term, it could be long term. It doesn't matter. Let's agree about it, right? It could even say that it could be a marriage of convenience, you know, doesn't matter, correct? Let's be married first. And we agree, within five years, we'll get a divorce, we'll file one. Okay, fine, no problem. You know why? Because I want you to think about it because let's put it this way. It is your competitor that know your business very well. And it's your competitor that have things that you don't have. That's why they are your competitor. All right, so this is the time. I'm saying that as strange as it would talk to your competitor. And this is the best time to restructure your business in a way. Because everyone is more ready to talk. More ready to talk. Everyone was in the abundance before. Even oh, I'm lagging. Hello? Yeah, I think you're back. You're back. You're back. Go on. Huh? Carry on. Carry on. Right. So I'm saying to you is that even if you are talking to your staff, talking about restructuring your business and whatnot. For example, the other day, I just got a call from someone and said that they found their staff are huh, doing their own business, similar business behind their back for one year. You no, know? but because MCO huh, cannot sack them, you know, and they found this and cannot do rest, you don't know what to do. You know what I said? No, don't sack him. Don't sack the staff. You know why? In fact, I'm going to threaten him to say that I know what you do. I know everything else you do. All right. In fact, I'm not going to sack you. I'm going to retain you. All right. And if you resign, I'm going to sue you. If you are not resigning, I'm not suing you. Now, now, now. Tell me what, how you do your business. Correct. And now, can I be your partner to your business? But okay. Why, but now, why, I change your salary model. Yeah. To a why, why, why would you want to put yourself into a situation where you're dealing with people with no integrity? Let's put, this like, way, let's put it this way. I'm saying to you is that he used to have integrity. That's why he's working for you. Right? And for, for, for the fact that you can only find out one year later means that he's always having integrity in a way la, that you can accept. Correct? But I'm saying to you is that do you know that if you sack him right now, you have an immediate competitor right away who know everything about you? Correct? But if you retain him as your business partner, right, you are now getting a very good business partner who actually know a little bit more about your business. So, Chris, if I were to want to now acquire or yep. merge with yep. a competitor or business partner, what would be the first few steps to complement? What should I be looking for in a competitor that will complement me to make me stronger? What I don't have, what I have, or how do I go about doing it? First of all, know what you have. Number two, know what you don't have. All right? And then ask yourself what you have and you don't use. Okay? And then explore that quadrant. It's always my four quadrant. I always have a four quadrant. If you do a quadrant right now, you're in education. You know what I mean? 
you do a four quadrant, right? You have use, don't use, right? Have, don't have, right? And then you fill up what are the use and you have those that the one that they know you you are doing well, of course, right? You have things that you don't use and you don't have. Actually, that doesn't not very relevant. And you're used but you don't have. There are things that you're using but you don't have. So look for that quadrant first. Look for a competitor that you have things that that you don't have, but you are using. Okay, okay, and then and then also identify them from the quadrant to say that maybe they want those things that you are using and you have. Chris, why don't we do it this way? Why don't you tell me what do you need that I have that you don't have that you can actually talk to me about? And what do you have that I don't have that potentially I can get from you? Well, I think, I think let's put it this way. In, in, as far as we are concerned, uh, we are from a different line, of course. Right? In that sense, we are from a different line. I am uh, from the legal background, doing legal services, you are doing education. You do a lot of other things, but I'm just saying that let's put you at education. And, and I also do a lot of other things. I put myself as legal in that sense. So my question to you is that now, how we can collaborate in that sense, correct? So very simple, you are in education, you probably want to offer a law degree right now, or even not to train the, the, the paralegal to learn. Because to me, I think your positioning is not really the top end part of thing. I'm just saying the support part of thing. So maybe there's a skill for retraining, right? Or the retraining of legal clerks to be of a, of a, of a different useful purposes in the new normal, all right? Because the new normal requires a legal clerk to think differently, to work differently, all right? So, so that could be one, uh, there's something that you can help me to do. And obviously, and, and obviously um, uh, what I can help you back is against creating this new content, perhaps, you know? And, and what I'm also highlighting is about your influence and network. We have two different networks here and how we can collaborate with our network. The fact that we are doing this show, we are collaborating in our network. Right, so my people can see you, you people can see me, correct? So I'm saying to you is that, and I think we have something that are common in, in this sense, we are very common in being uncommon, correct? That's yep. one, right? We probably need someone who are a little more common, right? Uh, uh, in that sense, so, so probably sometimes too similar to you is not good, right? Uh, because uh, we want compatibility, which means that if I'm in, you have to be young and see how we can make it bigger. Because two yin will only make you either very strong or either very weak. Yeah. I also want to ask, because Monday we had a conversation, you know, you had this idea that uh, this whole entire social distancing for people is going to be even greater with regards to the living conditions or property developers' design of the properties or lifestyle. I believe that after MCO, people are going to be closer and wanting to be even living in a specific community. I didn't have a chance to ask you or even tell you that, why I say that is because I would think that the richer, wealthier community would like to live in their own tamans, where they have their own cinemas inside, their own grocery shops, where they feel that they feel more comfortable or safe because the hygiene level, by right, is supposed to be similar. Likewise, just now, you think my guys over here, you are not so, not so, uh, you're kind of afraid if my guys come over to your place because they are not as. Uh, clean hygienic wise or we are going to different places to per perhaps uh, contract the COVID-19. So, and of course, the middle income will live together and the lower income will live together. But you felt that people are not going to want to come together as much, more so as in living on their own. So, could you elaborate a bit more? Yeah, this is where I stand very different from you, even from the other day sessions. I, I, I think, I think uh, uh, sorry, I don't have to agree with you. 
it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I just have to voice my my thing is that I think moving forward, those people who can afford. I'm not saying that the 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 less affordable. You talk about the the affluent, right? If they have a choice, they want everything on their own. That's why you see that they all live in their bungalow with their own swimming pool. Correct. So if you ask them to sit together and whatnot, they probably yes, the neighborhood yes, but they still want to live on their own, right? And I think I think moving forward, we must learn to be a little bit more self-sufficient. For example, instead of garden planting flower that you cannot eat. You probably want to do some spice and some ubi kayu or some potato, whatever that you want to do in that sense. So in case that just happened to be another lockdown this time, not so easy to get your food, you can at least survive, all right, on your potato. For example, I'm just highlighting in that sense. But I'm just saying to you is that I think what this has made conscious. I think we have seen a lot of sci-fi movie about the future where where people, uh, population getting lesser, people cannot get contact. We can't even breathe the air that was normal outside. We have to wear certain masks or whatever before we go out and clean everything else. And your house is really—you have to live alone. We communicate through things like this, you know, and hologram, you know, a princess Leia, whatever that is. I'm saying to you is that at the end of the day, I think that kind of future is very likely, right? Rather than uh, the future of uh, getting more and more, right? Because I think that uh, COVID-19, like it or not, I'm saying. I mean, there was a joke that I tell people are. Uh, as much as uh, the pandemic kills so much people, trust me, in nine months' time we have as much baby, if not more, all right, because of the MCO. But I think that, uh, I think that I think is is uh, trying to rationalize the the planet Earth. I think everyone will also understand that you know, uh, just even after a few days after the MCO, ever the world becomes slowed down, we can see the air is better. We can see that the 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 the, the general environment, the earth is performing better and whatnot. It's basically they're also trying for help because there's not much uh, uh, pollution going outside and whatnot. So I'm saying to you is that I I I, I intend to think that you know uh, it will take a. I mean people tend to forget. All right, one thing that that, that I always remember Tun M said is Malaysia very Malaysia very forgetful. In fact, he say Malay, right? Melayu muda lupa, right? Actually, Malaysia pun muda lupa. Right before you know it, we will be sitting in the mama store having our 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 chit chat, like parking as usual, having our roti canai, you know, and then and then sharing food, you know. We know that we know that that will happen. We never learn one. Right? By the way, we never learn. But I'm just saying to you is that for there would be a movement. We'll be getting more spiritual. By the way, if you believe in horoscope and whatnot, this is also the age of uh, Aquarius. All right, the age of Aquarius basically means is that you know it also means that everyone is getting more spiritual. All right, so the abundance of material is no longer many. You've asked me this World War Three, right? And this is very unique World War Three. This World War Three is really not a world war between humans. It's between one world and a different world, right? One world called the uh, human world. Another world called the virus world. So the virus world is fighting the human world now. Correct. They are saying that hey, you've been you've been creating so much trouble to our ecosystem. We want to fight you now. I want to get less of you. So there can be more of us, all right. So I'm saying to you, for example, then this day I also try to learn. You know, actually, there's different between bacteria and virus, right? So we have your antibiotic, which is against the bacteria, and then we have the virus here. So I'm saying to you is that really we are looking at a world war, not like the one we do. We we already know killing ourselves for each other will not help, right? So 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 we don't decide not to kill each other. So now somebody else is trying to kill us. And those are not.
So what do you think, Chris? I mean, this new normal is obviously mm -hmm. going to be presenting to us a lot of new business models, right? Yeah. And of course, a lot of the business owners are still so traditional. And you say, Malaysians muda lupa, we forget easily. And people yes. are going to be out there going back to their marmaks and lifestyle. And of course, there would be meaning to say, the new normal will present the new business models that business owners can capitalize on now. Because before the first cycle of this coronavirus is done over with, a majority of the news reporting is that we will be expecting a second wave. It's already starting to happen in China, even though they did a fantastic job. We are already looking at from spiritual standpoint, metaphysics, uh, feng shui, whatever not. A lot of the people are already saying that the second wave may be coming back six months later down the road. So before that happens, what are the new business models that we can be looking into to prepare ourselves so that we do not get caught off guard like this time around? Very simple, ma. During this period, for a start, everyone starts zooming. Okay, Zoom is no longer a word used for car, you know, All right? So I'm saying to you, Zoom is now a, a, a thing that we do, like WeChatting, WhatsApping, and whatnot. I'm saying to you is that communication has never been so important before. I'm saying that the opportunity is in the communication. Trust me, uh, uh, it's about your bandwidth. Trust me, even if you want to move everything into digital right now, a lot of people say, can we do online? Can we do delivery and whatnot? The business, everyone, what, right? My question to you, do you really think that our infrastructure can support. As we do this, there's already some lacking. Yep. There's movement and whatnot. So I'm saying that when everyone moves there, all right, there's also an issue there. So my question is that how do you fill the gap? So if you are in business, think about this gap that we haven't have a perfect system. In China, it's different. In China, the 5G is very advanced. All right. In Shanghai, it's no problem because one of the first tier cities, as far as I'm concerned, uh, they have no told me that, you know, if everyone move up, there's no issue. But my question to you is that if we move up here in KL, we have an issue, right? Not mention the other rest of the city and town. So I'm saying to you is that I think there should be a gap to be explored. Number one is that number two. I want to tell everyone communication is changing forever, right? Now, uh, sitting in the, if, if you are watching me from the other side of the room right now, you probably think very strange. You know, Christian talking to his computer, right? I'm saying to you that we are soon all talking to our computer. Right, talking to our phone, talking to our computer, pretending with all the emotion and tonality, you know, that we can do, you know, to make sure it's very captivating. You know, even I'm sitting here, I'm trying to adjust which angle of my background is the best, right? For example, right, so I'm saying to you, communication is so different because um, the fact that I'm showcasing my background like this is also to tell you that, you know, I'm different. You know, I could have told you the square is not square. Why am I sitting saying it one and whatever this kind of thing? A lot of people cannot accept that, but this is just me. So I'm saying to you is that everything is different. And I say that, you know, in the new normal, if you want to capitalize on a new opportunity, explore the Lubang. The word is Lubang. Malaysian love Lubang. Finally, when the Lubang came, you don't know what to do. All right. So I'm saying to you that plenty of Lubang, especially, I think, I mean, it's easy for me to say go digital. It's easy for me to switch your thing and change your way you deliver and whatnot. But let's solve a very fundamental problem. Our communication is not perfect. If you can solve the communication issue, you have an opportunity. So I'm saying to you that communication have never been so important in the world before, especially for the last 30, 30 years, we take it for granted. We take it for granted. You can WeChat you, 
I can Instagram you. I post on that. You then you say, and you will probably ask me, say, hey, you didn't read my video. Ah. I really told already that I want to change your video every day. Right? But my question to you is that in this problem that we are not watching the same TV station, right? We are not listening to the same news. We have deferment in terms of our attention span. So that's the gap in communication. It's not just the technology. My question is, how do you put everyone back on the same page in a way and make sure that we are aligned? For example, before I talk to Ernie Chen, I must know a little bit about him, but how do I know about him? I could Google him, I could do everything I want to do, but everyone says some different thing about him. So my question to you is, what uh, will make me aligned with the thought that you have today, right? If not for the existing relationship that Now we are lagging, talking about communication, talking about us being able to speak. I could Google him, I could do everything I want to do, but everyone says some different thing about him. So my question to you is, what uh, will make me align with the thought that you have today? Ah, carry on, Chris. I can see you now, I can hear you. I don't know where you, where I stopped from your side. No, no, I heard you, I heard you. You are talking about being aligned with me, the thoughts and everything. So I'm saying to you is that communication has never been so important and we are more open, we are more patient, right? This is the time we are more open where we can tolerate lack one. For example, if this is last time, you say you already go out and show school your production team, hey, how come ourselves is not lack one technicality so bad, right? But now, no, don't worry. We just get it stopped there. Don't worry, man, man, lie. Uh, that's the message from Shanghai, remember? Okay, and it's also the message that I always do. I always straight on stage. I think I think Ernie can can share this. I always say slowly but surely. Yes, slowly but surely. So I'm saying yeah. to you that at this moment, because people can be a little bit more patient, right? They will listen to you. They will take your word more seriously, right? And not in a rush. So I'm saying that in this type of communication, what do you want to do, right? How do you capitalize on it? So that's why I think I think communication have never been more important than this time. Uh, we have experienced uh, over communication in the last two decades. However, we don't really communicate. Last question, Chris. Last question over here. We have very quickly gone past our 30 minute show because Chris Tan is, as usual, always very interesting. Now, I think what the other thing that you always say is not just slowly but surely, but definitely everything is permissible until prohibited, which I love it. Because why? Because I love to be. Not breaking the law, but literally. You're lagging again. I'm lagging again. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Another thing that I always love Ernie, about Khan is not just slowly but surely, but more importantly, it is the everything is permissible until prohibited. I think it's very important that we have this concept and idea over here because I like that. Why do I like that? I like the fact that I'm not breaking laws. I am just doing it and just doing until I'm not allowed to do. So what is your thought on that? Permissible until prohibited. I love that always whenever you say that because it allows me to think that I'm not breaking the law, I'm just doing it. A lot of people think that they are breaking the law, therefore they don't dare to do things. And because of new normal, everyone is just asking questions. Is this possible? Is that possible? Is that breaking the law? When you say it's permissible until prohibited, it means to say that we're not breaking the law. We're just doing it first. And you tell me when it's not allowed to be done because it's breaking the law then. So is it the right time now for us to literally just do whatever it takes 
and just do. It's not important to worry so much about my principles or integrity because some other things that you say is um, my yinjat is paying off teams and fun. My principles is for my team to eat. So don't ask me about my yinjat or don't ask me about my principle. So where do we actually balance that out today? No, I think it's very simple. I don't know why suddenly uh, Malaysian becomes Singaporean. Right? Uh, during this time, we say, oh, can I do this? Can I do that? You know, when did we ever ask permission first? Right? My government change also didn't ask for my permission. So we can learn from them also. Right? And in that sense. So I'm saying to you is that I'm not saying asking you to break the law. Of course, we know what the law is. We know the limit is. I didn't ask you to go all out. Right? If it's wrong to kill, it's wrong to kill. Lah. Please don't try to say, how do I kill legally? Right? Uh, it's wrong to carry drugs and whatever. So it's wrong. Right? Let's put it this way. Let's not go into that. But there are certain areas that is a little bit great. I mean, look at how we implement MCO. I think it's very fair. I mean, the way that they say there's three stages of the MCO. The first stage is called Nasehat. Right? Number two is called Amaran. Number three is called Tangkapan. So I thought that's fair. Right? Which means first stage is uh, Nasehat. So I'm just saying to you, hey, Ania, you're not supposed to go out and you know. Right? Uh, so can you go back? Uh? Okay, lo. So the next time I see you, Amaran. Hey, I saw you uh, last time. Uh, you came out this time again. Uh, right? You better go back or I'll catch you. That's Amaran. Right? And the third one is, sorry, you third time already. I don't want to see your face already the third time. So what I'm saying to you is that we have to learn. And sometimes if it's great enough and you give you something that you can stand on, just do it. Right? I, I always say to every people, I say, you never know until you test it out. Right? Just now, if I said this thing about landlord and tenant and whatnot, they will say, hey, you sure the tenant will talk to you like that? You say the landlord will talk to you. I say, never mind. Let's see what's their choice. Ah. What's the worst thing that can happen? Walk away. Right? What's the worst thing when you ask a question? The answer is no. All right. Chris, ah, yeah. Yes. Chris, yes. Do you foresee that your law business will still be around in the near future? Or do you really have to be getting out of this entirety of the law legality business? Uh, if yes, what will you be doing? I said to you is that the law business will be around. It's one of the oldest profession, but you have to change its form. The way it was delivered will be changed in a very different way. We have to redefine our role, right? Uh, I'm saying to you is that uh, we are a profession that actually empower people and enable people. So we'll keep empower people and enable people, but from a different angle. Right, it might not take the form as it is. I might have a smaller office, might have a virtual office. I don't know. All right, I might have a different way to deliver my service. Right, I might I might wear my jacket without my pen. Right, as everyone know right now. Right, yeah. I'm saying to you, I'm saying to you that you know, uh, as far as we are concerned, I think it will still be around, but we have to reinvent ourselves. To all the businessmen outside, entrepreneur outside, I have only one word for you. You always want to rationalize your resources. You can't fast for a better time now. Best what, right? You have another 13 days left, all right? And best thing is that we, we are not sure what happened. Actually, you have longer than that, but you should start now. Start. Final last words for the wisdoms of, uh, the wisdom wise words of Mr. Kristan for all our entrepreneur investors for 2020 and the years beyond that. Final last wise words from you. Forget about 2020, that's my word. <laughs> uh, you know why? Because I'm saying to you, 2020 didn't happen. Sorry, Wawasan, don't blow, don't blow. out from our memory as long as we didn't know it would be like this. All right? So what I'm saying to you is that uh, actually, I, I think I share it. I don't mean it as a joke. 
right? It used to be every big, big, big occasion in the world start with all the even number, 2020 la, 2018 la, 2016 la, you got Olympic la, you got Euro la, you got ASEAN game la, you got everything, Southeast Asia game and blah, blah, right? Right? So I'm saying to you from now on, get used to the odd. So 2020 is done with. So every single one moving forward is looking at the odd 2021 will be the year to start off the year. So 2020 is just to ensure that we take it easy, uh, watch the year go by and forget about it. According oh, no, no, no. 2020 is make sure that you survive. You survive. And make sure that you're strong. You are stronger than ever this year. Build your internal capacity. Uh, chart out your own resources. Remember to do the four things that ask you to do what you have what you don't use, what you use, what you don't don't have and don't use, you know, things like that. Know yourself first, right? The Chinese wisdom here is know yourself, know your opponent, and therefore you win every single battle. Very good. Ladies and gentlemen, we would like to thank Mr. Christon, my good brother over here, for coming onto the Ernie Chan show. And rightfully, the best time for him to come onto the show is this period during MCO. And of course, a 30-minute show has become an hour show. And we would like to leverage on the time that we have and give you more value. And today, of course, he's alone at home and I'm here. So what better way than to give more value to everybody? So, Kristan, thank you very much for coming on to the Early Chance Show. I'm sure a lot of people here have been watching consistently, consistently above 120 people watching. And I'm sure a lot more will benefit from this uh, conversation we just had over here. So have a good lunch. And thank you very much, everybody, for watching. Stay home, stay safe. Duduk diam-diam di rumah. Jangan ke sana dan ke sini. Kalau tidak, anda akan ditangkap oleh Perdana Menteri kita. Thank you very much for watching. And Ernie Chan, we'll see you next week with another amazing guest. Thank you, Kristan. Thank you. Namaste. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching and listening to the Ernie Chan Show. Don't forget to like and follow my FB page every single day and of course stay tuned every thursday at 12 30 pm where i'll be watching you live